babe, wake up. Babe. Oh, oh no, the room's on fire. Woo, woo. Oh, it's uh, an alien invasion. Pew, pew. I guess I'll just eat this egg McMuffin. Huh? Is there another one? Or... Wake up breakfast at McDonald's. Mix and match two classics for five bucks. Choose from an egg McMuffin or a sausage McMuffin with egg. Each made with real butter and a freshly cracked egg. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Limited time offer. Single item at regular price. Why not travel transatlantic via Iceland's spectacular landscape? We fly to more than 20 wonderful destinations all over Europe. Find out more at icelandair.com. Brothers and sisters, get around. It's time for the sanctuary of sweet truth. <laughs> Hey, this is Sugar Shane coming at you with another episode of uh, Sanctuary Sweet Truth. Got Billy D's with me. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a uh, fantastic evening. Yeah, it's been a pretty uneventful but pretty peaceful evening, evening, easy going wise. So uh, can't complain. I was off today, so uh, that's always beneficial. Yeah. But uh, other than that, not a whole lot of nothing going on. Uh, Ellie's listening. Appreciate it. Oh, uh, fantastic. Oh, you had anything going on last, what, this is Thursday, correct? Yeah, last few days? No, nothing major going on in my life. Um, I'm going to be doing some odd jobs, which is kind of cool, and my wife and I have been uh, trying to straighten out a lot of things here at the house that we've been letting go. Um, she's taking some time off here and, uh, she's needs to do some things too. She just, uh, got a new position. So, um, she's been doing a lot of paperwork and stuff. So we, we've just been, you know, getting stuff done. Hmm. And for those of you who don't know, my here again, I'm not going to talk about it, but my mom passed away a couple, uh, weeks ago and, uh, it was big, uh, change of life for me because, uh, I've been a caregiver for the last couple of years. So I just got a lot to do to, you know, get a new, uh, I don't know, a new lifestyle, new attitude, you know, formatted a little differently. And it's been a big adjustment, but uh, I'm getting through it. So, oh, yeah. 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 It, takes a, it takes time, that's for sure. Uh, I guess what they say, time heals all wounds, I guess. That's what they say. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think it's just time makes you forget all wounds. I don't know about healing all wounds, but you forget yeah. all wounds. I think that's more about what it's about. Or you get new wounds that make you forget about the old ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like that movie Major Pain. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but where you want me to make you forget about that pain, he breaks his finger so he can forget about the wound in his gut. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, I had an oddball story happen this week. Uh-oh. Uh, go to make I make sandwiches at work. It's one of the things I get to do in my lustrous job at the deli. And I go over to grab some chicken salad off the shelf. Uh-huh. Take it take it back, put it in the shelf. I'm glad I'm the one that grabbed it. I put it inside the slide case because I'm not making a sandwich tray right then. I'm just getting everything together. And then I go to grab it and I'm making my bread, getting my get my bread together. I open it up and I didn't realize 
It had already been opened, and somebody had already scooped some chicken salad out, tried oh. it, and put it back on a damn shelf. Oh. What kind of low life does that? I don't know. I mean, that's just some low shit, man. I mean, you, you <laughs> throw it away, you know. At least if you're going to take it off the shelf and go to the trouble of whatever they scooped it out with, I don't know. I'm hoping they got a spoon off of some shelf nearby. I hate to think they took their fingers and jammed it in there, but, hey, I don't know if they're low enough to grab their damn chicken salad off the shelf. Who the fuck knows? So they, if you're low enough to do that, at least walk around the corner. we got, like, a trash can stationed every other aisle. Throw it in a yeah. damn trash can, asshole. Don't just go right. ahead and put it back on the shelf for somebody else to buy. And then we end up getting, you know, customers pissed off when they take it home and buy it. So, yeah. Uh, if you're one of them assholes, think about not being one of those assholes. I'd appreciate it. And the rest of us would too. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know how you do it some days because uh, there's a place here in town that have, has a real nice deli. And I go in there every once in a while. They have a pretty good um, Chinese section and things like that. And, um, you know, every once in a while, I'll, I'll get behind somebody, and they're just driving me crazy, asking, how is that prepared? I mean, you know, how is that prepared? Give me a break, man. Yeah. You're, you're in a grocery store in a deli. You're not at Ruth Chris. Right, right. So, uh, but, uh, hey. Whatever. And now you got this shit nowadays. I understand it's for health purposes, and uh, you know, and but some people go hog ass wild with it nowadays. And it's like, which one of these is nitrate free, and which one of these don't have the gluten, and which don't have this, and who's got the less salt? I'm like, look, if you want to read the fucking label, that's fine. I don't have time to study all that shit. I just eat whatever's there. You know, I mean, I don't give a damn. But, but I mean. It just gets on my nerves with some of that. I had a lady come in one day. I'll never forget. She wanted to know where the low sodium pepperoni was. I just looked at her and said, "I don't know." Oh when you when you find out, tell me. <laughs> the thing, yeah. No, I've never heard of it. <laughs> it might be sold in California, but it ain't out here, honey. <laughs> I'm like, shit, we're in Ohio, baby. We ain't worried about low-salt pepperoni. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to do, uh, as a title this, I'm going to go ahead and get into why, what I titled it, and then we'll get into it. I'm going to get into the backpedaling of Trump and all. We'll get into that in a minute. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I wanted to talk about this first. Ellie said the same thing. Is there such even such a thing? No, I've never heard of it. That's like saying salt-free salami. I'm like, no, yeah. don't, don't happen. But I was watching, I know you have HBO or access to HBO or whatever the case may yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. And if you have, de- on de- I have HBO now, but I don't know if you have cable and have it on demand or whatnot. If you have it on demand, I'm sure they have it there too as well. If you haven't seen it yet, you've got to check it out. I just got through finished watching it tonight. It's the Robin Williams special I just did. It's oh, yeah, I've heard about that, yeah. Come inside my mind. It's a really good special, man. And you know, it's kind of creepy when i watch it and i don't i'm not in any way anywhere near the level of talent and creativity that that man had it's unbelievable the way the dude could just spark on his mind and go from one place to the next and like he was unbelievable i've never seen anything like it i mean i thought i was quick but he's quick 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 i mean you could take they could say something to him and he'll come up with a whole routine comedy bit in like 10 seconds yeah he was, he was amazing but the thing that really got me, though, some of the similarities that me and him had, like me and him both, when we were in school, believe it or not, we weren't very uh, outgoing. He wasn't either. 
He was right. very he was very quiet, uh, very st- very recluse at home, just as I was as a kid. Uh, there was time. I mean, most of the time, I went in my room at home at around seven o'clock at night and shut the door, and I didn't come out to time to go to bed to go to school the next morning. That's just how my life was. My routine. That was just what I did. I would read, watch TV, or whatnot, but I just didn't. I wasn't a very outgoing person <clears> until <throat> I went away to college. Right. And I, and it's kind of the same things as like he would when he was. You wouldn't. I, it was really surprising. He's not like Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. It's funny on TV. You see him in the interviews and everything, and he's all the time going like that. But that dude doesn't have an off switch. Jim Carrey's like that all the fucking time. Yeah. He's like that even offset. I mean, it doesn't make a damn what's going on. That's why his wife couldn't stay married to him. A couple of his wives couldn't even live with him because he didn't know how to even have a sane moment. Yeah. Well, the problem, well, uh, Robin Williams was the exact different. It was the exact opposite. He was very, very quiet when he wasn't doing anything. He does He was when he would be at home. He had like a shut off switch. Didn't do nothing. Just sit around the house. He didn't have anything. And then as soon as he would hit the stage, it was like a. But they said it was like somebody shot out of a cannon. It was totally different. Right. And I can relate to that sometimes because I, when I do this right here, this is what I love to do. I enjoy this. 100 percent this is what my goal is to do i don't and it's not for fame it's not for money as i've said before i just love to entertain i like to be heard um anything i do that i would do with involvement with entertainment would be to entertain and the money would be just a side deal if it ever happened but they said that one of the things he would what he would do is he would just sit in his room in his dressing room and just sit there with his arms dangling wouldn't say nothing and then he was like in a zen state of mind almost sometimes uh-huh. back, backstage and then when he hit the stage of course man it was like damn i wasn't no slowing that dude down <clears throat> but uh hmm. yeah. well you know i met a um when i was doing comedy a number of years ago um i met a, quite a few uh, headliners and in talking with them uh some of them uh, you know worked with some really big names and uh the general consensus is that most of the professional comedians uh, are not the life of the party. Right. They're they're not those types of individuals. They're not the guy that's standing on bar stools and all that. That's not them. They're most of them are very laid back and very quiet, and they don't laugh a lot when you talk to them socially. Hmm. You, you say something funny, and they'll just say, "Yeah, that's funny," but they they won't laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's kind of uh, it's kind of odd dealing with them. Yeah, it is. You wouldn't expect that. You would expect yeah. them to be like, like I said. Jim Carrey is a rarity because, like I said, you, with him, you yeah. can just about meet him any time. He'll be nutty as a fruitcake. But with <clears throat> Robin Williams, it was not the case. It was. It's really a lot. Of, it's really a good good documentary, though. I mean, yeah, I def- I definitely want to check that out. Yeah, yeah it's it's very good. Well, very well done. A lot of interviews. Uh, Pat Dauber was in it from uh, Mork and Mindy. But like I've told people, I'm a fan from way back. My first, one of my earliest memories as a child is having the Mork and Mindy, the Mork suspenders that he wore on a TV show. Uh, okay. That's one of my earliest memories. And I wished I still had the suspenders. Unfortunately, I don't. But I actually had those as a kid that somebody had bought right, me. Right. And I watched the show all the time. I mean, I can tell you about what all it was about and everything, even though a lot of people now couldn't. But yeah, uh, he was a class above everybody when it came to comedy i don't know that we'll ever see another one i honestly don't know because he was just 
he was so different. I mean, and he was so. Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't like these comedians nowadays. They have to have everything. Like when he went to the Met. Uh, I'm not trying to ruin everything, but when he went to the Met, they said he he went for a solid two hours. Two hours at the Metropolitan doing stand-up comedy, and they said that most of the stuff he did that night was nothing he had even done at any other time. It was all brand-new material. Just thought up off the top of his damn head. Yeah. I mean, he was, I mean, that's phenomenal. And people do not realize how rare that kind of creative genius is. They take it for granted. And they don't really know what we lost when he killed himself. <clears throat> they don't understand any idea what they what we lost. Because, I mean, I don't know. I don't see anybody nowadays. And I watch some stand-up comics, and I like some stand-up comics. But I don't see anybody nowadays that even remotely compares to his level. Nobody. Because he was, I mean, it was a step above the rest. Yeah. I mean, it, it just... Way ahead of his time. But, uh, yeah, check it out if you get a chance. I do give it a, uh, shit, I give it four, if there's four stars or five or whatever the case may be, I give it the fullest. It's good. Okay, cool. Very good. Did you see, uh, oh, did you see The View? Or hear about I The heard View? heard about it. I heard yeah, about it. I don't it, watch yeah. The View. I just heard about it. Judge, uh, Janine, P- what's her name? Pierno or Perno or whatever? Piero or whatever. P-I-R-O. Piero. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, Man, they had to go to commercial break. Whoopi Goldberg was tearing her new ass. Yeah. I mean, and I don't blame her. I don't like The View. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge fan of The View. I, uh, to me, it's just a bunch of bigger women talking about, sometimes, no offense, don't know what the hell they're talking about. And I'm not making a general statement about women. I'm just making a general statement about these these four broads. A lot right. of, And I love Whoopi Goldberg, but a lot of times, they just don't know. I mean, that one lady, I can't think of her name, Dyer, Brower, or whatever the hell her name is, I cannot absolutely stand so, her. Uh, Behar. Yeah, she's yeah. about as dumb as a box of rocks. I've heard she's her, out there. Yeah, I've heard her make statements that are like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Yeah. I mean, it, it's like, shit. But this woman just called her out and made a statement about her generalization. And man, Whippo Goldberg wouldn't go stand for it. So she tore her new ass. They had to go to commercial and everything. And then she came back and explained why she went off. But, you know, I don't blame her. I mean, uh, she did, this woman, I guess, was backing Donald Trump or whatever the case may be on every level. And she called her whatever that new name for Trump's is, supporters. I forget what it's called. Uh, derangements or whatever the hell they call them. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, she's some kind of new term for those that are against Donald well, Trump. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to find the complete video because I haven't uh, been able to analyze it. I'm, I'm just, you know, snippets of, of what happened. Yeah. And uh, I really need to absorb the full context of this. But my initial reaction is, why have that judge on the show when you know she is a a a Trump supporter? Why have her on there if you're going to treat her that way? I mean, it's one thing to have her on there and ask her tough questions. It's another thing to go off on her. Right, right. I mean, he, she something happened. And what happens, Whoopi Goldberg, and I, I saw the clip, but I can't remember exactly what the question was. But Whoopi Goldberg asked her a question, and Pierrot wouldn't give her a fucking answer. Oh, okay. And she asked it again. 
It was something involving like the you know the immigrants and the, and the and the Putin. She just asked her a straight up question: Why is it like this or whatever? <clears throat> and she she ignored the question twice. So I think Whoopi tried to ask it a third time, and that's when she just came out and called her this major made a general statement saying she's like those you know the ones that are against Trump. Right. And that's when Whoopi Goldberg. And a matter of fact, Whoopi Goldberg wasn't sure she's talking about her, and then she said, "Are you pointing to me?" And she's like, yeah, you you know, one of those or whatever. And that's when Whoopi went off. But, I mean, hell, she was trying to get a question. I mean, you're there to talk. When somebody asks you a fucking question, answer the question. Right. In, sure. some, in some type of way. Or explain why you're ignoring the question. Or say, I'd rather not answer that at this time. Something. Yeah. I mean, hell. Say, I got to get up and go to the bathroom real quick. I'm sorry. Whatever the fuck you got to say, say something. I mean, don't just sit there and ignore a person that you're on their show. Now, if it's your show, you might have a little bit more leadway if you want to ignore a question. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it if you want to keep viewers, but if you want to, go ahead. But it's their show, and you're on it, and they ask you a question, have enough common courtesy to say something. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally with that. I, I just don't know the uh, the theatrics. I, I To me, I, that's not something that, that I would do. No, uh, you know I, I, you know, you say, hey, you, you just very calmly say, you know, I think it's very rude that you're not answering these questions or whatever. That's fine. You can say something very strong and assertive without, you know, the 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 clip with her, you know, where they actually have to cut to a commercial and she's taking off her microphone and throwing it down or whatever she did. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I just don't. You know, you know, you when you have a controversial guest, come on. You know it's not going to go well, and and that judge is is you know she's a provocateur. That's what she is. Yeah. So. I yeah. Don't know. I mean, I, I see both sides and, of and, it, and, and, I, 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 and I, I see both sides. Yeah, I, I don't think both parties are guilty. Yes. Yeah, I see where both parties are guilty. I mean, like you said, yeah, it's they're on a talk show. They realize what they're supposed to be doing. She shouldn't have you know grabbed the mic, yanked it off, and went nuts. I mean, yeah. That's true, uh, but and, and but uh, at the same time, I can see where Whoopi was upset. What she should have done, probably best case scenario, was be like you said, if you're not going to answer the questions, or whatever. And then when you went to break or when the show was over, like then said, "Man, what the fuck?" You know, why didn't and, you answer? And you know what the, the the fact of the matter is, is Whoopi did her a favor because everybody's talking about that now, and and that's that many more people that are going to hear about it and go out there and buy that book. Right. Right. So, I mean, there's oh, that yeah. part. Oh, yeah, they'll go out and buy it like hell now. Well, Donald Trump, he made the statement that he is the toughest president ever on Russia. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not quite buying that. Yeah. Um, Vladimir Putin is uh, now poor, uh, suggested to be able to or is planning on a visit to the White House in the fall. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Um, He said that he's not pro-Russia, but he wants America safe. And that's why he's not trying to make waves. And I understand that. And I agree with that to a degree. Um, Because it's like he said, you know, people talk about global warming, but we've got to worry about nuclear weapons too, because we, you know, you don't want a war with Russia. I've said that from the get-go. We don't want a war with Russia. But you can handle things where you can figure out what's going on. 
and do it properly where to hopefully it wouldn't, you know, suggest a war. I would hope not would not lead to a war, but you never know what that A1 asshole, who knows. To show how much of an A1 asshole this man is, this just recently came out, so I don't even know if you've heard this yet. They had a secret meeting, as we all well know, at the summit. And there were things discussed that nobody was supposed to have known about and whatnot. Right, right. Since returning to Russia, Vladimir Putin's already started running his mouth about what the meeting was about. And this was supposed to have been a private meeting. So, if Donald Trump thinks this is his good buddy, he ought to be thinking again, as I've always said, he's an asshole. Talking talking this time of Vladimir Putin. He said that one of the things they discussed was a referendum for voters to the Ukraine to be able to take part in a vote, or for the voters to be able to take part in the Ukraine to become a part of Russia. That's one of the things that was discussed in the private meeting. And Hmm. Trump said he wanted to keep that quiet because he wanted to think on that. Right. And Putin went back and he just opened his mouth and spread it as soon as he got back. So... I don't know if you know much about it. I don't think Ukraine would be smart to become a part of Russia, but maybe for their standpoint, economically, it would. But I wouldn't want to be a part of Russia if I was them. Um, but that's what they're, I believe, they're trying to get on the ballot or whatever for them to be able to vote for, is for the Ukraine to become a part of the of the Russian okay. government. Um, yeah, there's a lot of deals there involving Crimea and all that's another thing. That's a whole story for another deal, but that's one of the reasons why I don't believe it's a good deal. Uh, now, the one thing that's been coming up here lately, and I want to clarify that I think this is bullshit, and it'll never happen, is because of this summit meeting now, the Trump haters are all screaming treason. Now, by definition of treason in the United States Constitution, Donald Trump has not committed treason. That is correct. The definition of treason is when a president has done anything to cause an act of war or aids or comforts their enemy. We have not aided or comforted our enemy. I don't see where Putin believes he's aided or comforted. So there's no treason there. The worst case, the best case scenario you've got of the man ever getting out of office is what I've said in the past. If you could find anything criminally involved with his banking records that involves Russia, then you might could possibly have impeachment, but it wouldn't be treason. Right. So if anybody thinks this is treason, then you're stupid. Treason in in terms of the president is hard to prove. Yeah. Uh, uh, Because it's well within his purview to make a controversial deal, but that's certainly not treason. No. No, but there's some people that, you know, here again, they say that there's a gray area with some of those deals, and I would agree with that, but you really have to find something overt um, to be able to call it treason. Now, there's a lot about the, some of the things you just said that I don't like at all. Um, I, I didn't like the uh, the cavalier attitude that he had towards his own uh, intelligence agencies. Right. I, um, I, that really bugged me. I didn't like that at all. That would be like uh, Vladimir Putin, um, Putin uh, saying that he takes Donald Trump's word over the KGB. Right. That's, okay. Yeah, that's the same deal. Yeah, and that's we all know that's not going to happen. No. Okay. 
Um, and I really don't like this idea of, uh, you know, handing over American citizens, which he apparently he backed off of, uh, to be questioned by uh, Russian agents in terms of their involvement with this whole uh, scandal and some of the other things that have gone on. Um, that's he, he, He's backed away from that. He says he didn't even consider it, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I, that is is just absolutely ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. The the from what we've been able to gather, the all the intelligence agencies are virtually unanimous in their investigations that this this hacking and this other stuff happened from Russia. Well, New York Times has reported that Trump <clears throat> was briefed two weeks before the inauguration. Yeah, ab- about the hacking. And nothing was ever done. Yeah, and and there's and there's and there's some evidence that the Obama administration was aware there were some shenanigans going on. So, yeah, I've heard that too as well. Yeah. So, um, and uh, I, th- this idea that he's been the, the toughest president on Russia is just absolutely ridiculous. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'm old enough to remember Ronald Reagan saying, "Tear down this wall." Oh yeah. And, and I, I just can't believe that, you know, he's tougher on Russia than Ronald Reagan was. Yeah, Ronald, Ronald <laughs> Reagan. Yeah, Ronald Reagan's a lot. To, he would, Ronald Reagan, I can guarantee fucking tell you this. He wouldn't have been sitting in no summit telling you he'd take uh, Gorbachev's word over to fucking CIA. No, he would not. Hell fucking no. Would, he no absolutely way. So, I mean, that's a bunch of other shit right there. Because Ronald, I mean, I miss Ronald Reagan, man. That was the days right there, boy. He was a good damn president. I'm not a Republican. I'm, I'm not a Democrat, but I did like Ronald Reagan. He wasn't as conservative as people think he was. Oh, no, no. I mean, he was conservative, no. I guess, by those time standards. Yes. I guess you just like Donald Trump, just like uh, Obama and Bill, uh, Hillary Clinton, they're Democratic by today's standards, but they're not Democratic by JFK's day. Oh, no, absolutely not. Hell, no. Uh, JFK and Ronald Reagan were actually pretty close in their politics and exactly, their politics. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you would have been, if Ronald Reagan could, would have ran twenty years young, earlier, he could have ran under a Democratic ticket. Oh yeah, he, yeah. yeah. He, he started out Democrat. Yeah, yeah, he did. Was he a Democrat when he was governor of California? I'm almost certain he was Republican. Oh, was he? Okay, I didn't know if he was then or not, but. uh uh, yeah, uh, I agree with him that you know you want to. I agree with Trump, but you want you don't want to rock the boat, so to speak. But I mean, this is something that you got to find out. Get it, get it out in the open. Not not because we're trying to necessarily prosecute Russia, because I don't think that would even happen if we did find out about the hacks. But right. it's to ease the American people's mind. It would seem like to me. If he wasn't involved in the uh, hacking of the votes, which I don't know that he was directly involved, as I've said before, and he doesn't have anything to hide, it would seem like to me he'd want to get this shit out and get it over and done with. That yeah. way people quit. You know, if he could get his name cleared, so to speak, that it, not that he needs it to be cleared because he hasn't had it proven yet, but if he could get it done to where he could prove without a shadow of a doubt that he had no involvement, but Russia did it on their own, and he has nothing to hide. 
I think things might go a little easier for it. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't, uh, to be clear, I I don't know that anyone has asserted that they somehow changed the totals. What they did do was sway public opinion by, uh, you know, getting dirt on the Democrats. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, the, the social media influence, the way they, they bought ads and, and did other things and created fake accounts that uh, spread fake news and all this other stuff. Um, Obama gave assurances when 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 Trump was insinuating when he when everybody believed that Trump was going to lose. And he was talking about a rigged election. Uh, in that climate, Obama gave assurances that it would be pretty hard to, to hack the actual election or, or, or get into it only because it was not a centralized system. You know, each state has its own thing, and there's a lot of hands on it. It's not like there's one big computer that's running the entire uh, uh, election process. Mm. And so it would be very hard to do that. You would have to, you know, really infiltrate a lot of things to get that. Because, like I said, every state has counties that report to the state. And then, you know, the state reports to the, to the, to the electorate and this and that and the other thing. So um, it's not a centralized system. And there's just, you know, there's too many small pieces that work independently. But with that being being said, uh, they did try to sway the election in other ways, and and how much they did or not is is kind of hard to put your finger on. You just don't know. And yeah. you have other you have other factors too. It was a very poorly run campaign uh, for, as far as the Democrats are concerned. Very they didn't poor. do the, they didn't do themselves any favors by show, showing uh, Bernie Sanders the door. You know, we could go on and on here. What do you think about Joe Biden running? I don't know. I mean, anything is possible. But I mean, do you, I mean, do you think that's even a good pick for the vote for the Democrats? No, I, I don't I, either. I, 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 as a general rule, I like him. He's funny. He's a great speaker. Yeah, he, his, yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's a very dynamic speaker. Um, but he's got a couple things going against him, and, and nothing against age. But he's 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 going to be up there by twenty twenty, and, and and if he would were to serve out uh, two terms. You know, by the time he got out of there, he'd be really up there. And uh, the other thing is that uh, I really feel that the Democrats need a facelift. You know, they need. Oh, yeah, they very need, much. They, they need another uh, uh, Barack Obama. They need another Bill Clinton uh, to come out of nowhere and take on uh, the the uh, the leadership role uh, of of the ticket. And and there's still plenty of time for that to happen. And actually, Obama and Clinton both came out of nowhere in that last year before the election. So um, that can still happen for them. But they, they need a dynamic candidate, and they also need a better message. There has to be a better message than Trump is bad. Yeah, and, and and I don't care how much you believe that. I don't care how strongly your conviction is is that Trump is a bad president. That's all fine, but you can't have your central message being that I'm better than that guy over there because he is so bad. And that's that's what Hillary's message was. Yeah, she said, "Well, yeah, I mean, you may not like me, but that guy over there is really bad." That's not a message. 
See, I don't like mudslinging, not only in a political sense, but in an everyday life sense. The way I see it, if you just do your job to the best of your ability, the way you see fit that it needs to be done, and you run your campaign, and if you're talking about from a political standpoint, you run your campaign with your message the way it should be, talking about what kind of change you're going to make, what you're going to do for the government. Don't talk about what the other guy's doing. Talk about what you're going to do. And if you can do that, you can show the American people and not have to be running all the insults out. Because I tell you what, America as a whole, yeah, we got some media people. We got because the media feeds off of it because it sells papers, right. it sells it sells ads, it sells whatever. But if you the American people as a whole, we are all tired of all the insult mudslinging campaigns. We want an everyday somebody that knows how to get up, get up there and talk, make some changes, and mean what the fuck they say and stand by it, and then run and be showing some care about what the hell they're going to do, and not, and not with arrogance, but with confidence, two damn yeah. different ways. Well, see, Bernie Sanders did that. Uh, you, you know, wh- whether you like Bernie Sanders or not, and he says a lot of stuff I don't agree with. A lot of it I do, uh, but he, I don't. I don't believe there's any objective person that would would argue with the fact that he really was, you know, what he was saying, and he had a long career to demonstrate that. He has been his message has been the same his whole career, and he really believes what he is saying. And he was a genuine candidate. And the thing that uh, is upsetting about this to me is one of the reasons why, when I hear people say, well, everything's negative now, let me tell you why that is. When you you consider the hundreds, and I do mean hundreds of millions of dollars that are spent on these campaigns now, and actually more than that, if you go back through the primaries and you start adding up what all the individual candidates from the very beginning spend, okay, when you consider the enormous amount of money that are that is spent on these campaigns, they would not be spending that amount of money on negative advertising if it didn't work. Oh yeah, yeah, it okay? works. And um, uh, you, you know, if 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 all of a sudden it, it became a trend to have the, your poll numbers go up by having these advertisements with blue skies and chirping birds, that's what they would do. Well, but see, those if don't, I, if I was don't work, for, if I was running for office, and God knows I ain't wanting to, but if I was running for office, not one dime would be spent to find negative negative about anything from the other candidate. I would make I, sure I, I would make sure it didn't get spent. You know, that's that's very noble, but I'm not sure you could win doing that. I would just have to lose fair and square. I don't mean to be mean. I don't mean to be mean when I state that, but I have no desire. I would have no desire to run a campaign like that that way. And anytime, anytime something negative was said about me, I would just say what I was going to do to make changes. I'd be done with it. I'm not going to. I wouldn't acknowledge that shit. And I tell you, there would be people in this country that would notice it. You think they wouldn't, but I think there would be people that would notice. It might take a few months, but after a few months of you people slinging shit at you and you're not taking it, and you're just going on about what you're going to do, there's going to be voters that are going to say, man, that dude ain't said shit, man. Yeah. There would be well, people yeah, notice it. Yeah, I can understand striking a balance, having a positive message, like you could have other people do your dirty work, so to speak. Um, but he, here's the here's here's the issue. 
it, you know, a lot of candidates over the years have said, I'm not going to go negative unless I have to. And what that means is, unless I have to, what that means is if they start getting pounded with negative ads and their poll numbers start going down, they have no choice. That's yeah. the problem right there. Right. I bet it would flip them out if I was in a debate and they started saying something about me, or she or she said something about me. I looked at him and said, you know what? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names never hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> but they do. Words do hurt. That's the problem. I know, but it's got to stop somewhere, man. It's got to stop somewhere. Someone's got to stop the bullshit because that's all it is, really. It's straight up bullshit. It gets to the point. That's why. That's why last year, last time, I just didn't even give a fuck about the campaigns anymore. I only watched the. I only watched the damn debates because they were complete and utter shit shows, and I would just want to watch them to get a damn good laugh. I'm just being honest. The the debates were. They were high school debates were better than. Oh yeah, by far. Oh, they were horrible. Oh yeah, and it was just—it's—it's got to stop somewhere. I mean, I'm not saying you could. I mean, I don't think it's negative now. If you're in a debate, somebody says, "Oh, they're going to do this to make something better," and you disagree with it, I'll be like, "That ain't going to work, man." I'm going to tell you why it ain't going to work, and then you go back and forth about the issues. That's not negative. I'm not talking about that being negative. But I'm talking about looking in people's closets, trying to find out dumb shit, and all this kind of stuff. That stuff, man, that's fucking petty five-year-old shit, man. That ain't even something grown-ass adults should be damn doing. That's dumb shit. And a a politician, I don't give a damn what level it is. I don't care if it's the fucking president, all the way down to the damn uh, city dog catcher. That's bullshit. All the way around. Because if you've got to dig through somebody else's life in order to win a fucking campaign, then you ain't got nothing to run on in the first fucking place. Simple as that. Well, here's my point with that, and I'll say it again. The reason why the high road doesn't work. Well, first of all, uh, uh, dirty campaigns have a long history in the United States. This is nothing new. Oh, it's been going on for over 200 years. And uh, the, the other thing is, is... Let's say back in the day of when Nixon uh, debated Kennedy. Yes, there was partisanship back then. Absolutely, there was. However, the what I would call the collective wisdom of the country, and that is collectively the 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 common sense of the mass population, by my estimation, in a lot of ways, was a lot better than it is now you have what what i would call a collective wisdom now among the people that's off off the charts okay the the, the when you say that the, the, that the people would see through that i'm not sure they could i'm not sure we have an electorate now that uh can respond to facts no, that it can may, respond to reason it may be uh, now that we can't that's true the world's gotten so fucked up I, I, I don't know that just being uh, an, an Abe Lincoln uh, uh, giving these lofty speeches would get you anywhere today. So, um, I, I, and, and you know, that's the, uh, you know, one of the reasons why we have an electoral college, one of the reasons why those things are in place, and one of the reasons why we have delegates, and I know this is going to upset a lot of people, but the fact of the matter is the founding fathers knew that the population could not be trusted. That's true. 
But I'll be honest with you now. I think the electoral college is just as fucked up as the population is now. I think we. I think our whole vote. I think our whole system's fucked up, all the way around. And it's not just a popular vote. I don't think it's just an electoral vote. I think it's all fucked up all the way around. Well, you know, if that's the case, Shane, then it's because of the people. Oh, yeah. We have have become the Founding Fathers' worst nightmare. Yeah. They always knew that if if the inmates took over the asylum, that our government would not hold. Oh, yeah. Well, I've told told people, man, if you go back, and you can find it online. I'm not going to read it and quote it for you or nothing like that. But if you can find it online, and it can be found on Google get george washington's address where he was leaving office for his final term and he was leaving he gives a warning and it sounds just like the fucking united states today exactly yeah Yeah, i mean it's almost like i I hate to use that term but it was almost like he was prophesying because it sounds just like the fucking united states today he was warning about the government and it was just like it's just like about today when you read it we're so fucked up, man. People think we aren't. And I'm like, man, we are. We in bad-ass shape. And I don't think the next election, unless there's some, oh, God damn, I'm talking about vast changes. I'm talking about changes like you couldn't even believe. Between now and 2020, we're going down the same fucking road. It ain't going to change. Yeah. I mean, I ain't trying to be a pessimist, but I'm a damn realist. And I can see shit when it ain't, you know, shit, shit. It's just shit, man. Ain't nothing you can do about it unless something changes. I mean, hell, we can all sit here. Well, you can sit here all day and you can look at a pile of dog shit and say it's roses. But you know what? You can sit there for three days and three days is over with. You're just going to have a pile of dog shit. It ain't going to be roses. That's right. And that's just the truth of the matter. So, I mean, yeah, I just think it's just messed up all the way around. And, yeah, you're right. We're at fault. I mean, we're the, hell, we're the ones that allowed it to happen. And we the ones that went that route. I mean, you know, we're all we're guilty ourselves. Yeah. But and you're right. There probably could be somebody with some character. It's probably why nobody with any real character fucking bothers running. That's exactly right. They're in the private sector. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the yeah, and it's uh, they're the ones that's running like for mayors and whatnot. You know, and even lower than that. But they don't even have any ambition, probably, to go any further than that, because there ain't no damn point. Oh yeah, they, they don't want any part of politics. They're gonna it, it, anybody with real skills are, is going to stay in the private sector. They're, they're not going to get involved in public service. No, no. And and uh, uh, that's the problem right there. There was a time when serving in the in the Congress, in particular, was meant to be like uh, a, uh, a civil duty. It, it really wasn't set up to be a career. They wanted the absolute best that the country had to offer to serve short terms and, 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 and go about business that way. But now you've had, you have politics and the, 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 you know, politics is always going to be a part of government, but it's it, it's more about hype now. It's more about rhetoric. It's more about uh, uh, the interest groups and the lobbyists and, and the big money. And, uh, you know, you have people who are put in place that are that are essentially buffoons because mm-hmm. they've had, you know, they've had the proper money behind them. And the other people that want them to get into place just to do a few simple things for them. Yeah. You know whether you know whether it's to be to keep uh, you know uh, regulation out of government uh, out of government so that these big corporations can do whatever they want, 
And uh, as long as they're doing that, the, the power structure keeps them in place. And uh, I, I don't know that that the public, by and large, now they're totally fed by ideology. They're totally fed by the conservatives. They're totally fed by the liberals. There's nobody out there that's an independent, uh, objective observer of any of these things. You, you, you're these political uh, ideologies, like I've said before, are becoming cults, mm-hmm. and and they're being manipulated by people. Okay, the, the reason that these the, we we throw red meat to these large groups is because we want them to to act like they are. We're not really interested in getting to the truth. We know here's some people who really have to talk. We really have to. Nobody's interested in that. The, these groups now are 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 their 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 focus is on causing controversy. Their focus is making the other guy look bad. Their focus is 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 making other people, uh, you know, come across as haters or stupid or this or that. They really have no interest in making people who have different ideas come across as a voice that should be heard. Yeah. And uh, it's it's getting to the point now where the the, the you know it's like that old saying uh, you know don't uh, don't bother we, don't bother me with the facts I've already made up my mind yes. and, and and that's so true that's, and that's what these political ideologies have done now you know you were talking about well Reagan and and uh, Kennedy weren't uh, conservative and liberals by today's standards by by today's standards they wouldn't even be in their parties no. No, they, they wouldn't even they, be in their parties. If they ran at all, they'd be independent. If they if they ran, yeah. And the the cult of conservatism, I would call it the cult of liberalism. Now, those two forces are dividing the country, and I don't know that. Uh, you know, there's there's a that there. I, I used to have faith that there was, but I I really don't believe at this point that there is a large segment of the population that really understand what's going on. You know, there, there's an old uh, there's an and this applies to a lot of the social problems that we have, whether it be economic disparities or other things. Um, there's an old saying from nobility that that says that if the poor become too much of a problem, we can always pay half of them to kill the other half. Yeah. And, and that is that is what happens today with with these uh, with these extreme political ideologies being fed all the time with these sensational news stories that really do not represent the people involved in terms of their everyday lives. And, and, you know, well, the loose media is another thing that's actually a, that actually hurt the politician politics more than it's helped it. Yeah, I mean, the twenty-four hour news cycle. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I mean, because yeah. back when the days when you had Walter Cronkite, they told just the facts. They didn't get on there and expand on things. Tell exactly. Not, tell a bunch of you know stuff that they didn't really know what in the hell it was true or not. And nowadays, it's like uh, we were talking about the other night. They just go run with it. They don't even. They don't even check the facts on shit. They yeah. just run with it because they got to be the first one to get that story out. And when they do that, and that's why you've got the the era we're living in now, where people is just taking what they hear firsthand, not even checking the shit. And social media is a big problem with that too, as well. And that's the you know. So when you got that kind of thing, that's making these people that the, the as we call them cults, they're believing it. 
Yeah. And they're just following everything. You know, we talk about religious cults, but hell, sometimes I wonder if these aren't even worse or just They're worse. Bad. And yeah. there's certainly more of them. Yeah, more yeah. of them, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, they might not be forcing kids to have sex and whatnot, but my God, they're fucking us one way or the other with this stupid-ass shit. Yep. So, I mean, I've just, I've never been, uh, I'm glad I'm not that kind of, I'm, I'm glad I consider it narrow-mindedness. When you're so narrow-minded that you're going to believe, you know, I've always believed there's two sides to every story. And don't believe just because one got up and said all this and said that. I'm going to listen to the other story, too. That's what a good judge does. Yeah. That's why you have a prosecution and a defense. Yeah. A good judge listens to both sides of the story. Then they determine what they believe. And that's what we have nowadays. People are only listening to either the prosecution or the defense, so to speak. And they're judging based on that, and they ain't even giving the other fellow a chance to even give it up and give their case. Yeah, you've either made up their mind he's guilty or he's innocent, no matter what the evidence is. Right, right. Yeah. And that's sad. Well, I only got one. I got want to get this one piece of story out before we get off there, because it is from down home. 31-year-old Ryan Cherwinski of Palm Bay, Florida. He would that's where he's from, but he was in Savannah, Georgia. And he decided he was going to be at this restaurant, and I've never heard of it, called Vinny Van Gogo. I don't know exactly what the hell kind of restaurant that is, but it's a restaurant in Savannah. Alrighty. He decided he was going to grab the crotch of a waitress. Well, he's in jail tonight after she grabbed him by the throat and slammed his ass against the wall. Wow. So, <laughs> so before you go down to Georgia and mess with some female waitresses and grab crotches, you might want to think before you do it. That's right. Yeah, she, she grabbed his ass and stood straight on the wall while he was on the floor. There's a video clip of it somewhere, I believe. And wow. she, why, yeah, because somebody was, because I, I read where it said off camera she told somebody to go call the law. And they went and called the law. And he she kept him on the ground until the police got there. Yeah. <laughs> so his ass got locked up. Well, I had a couple more. We'll get to them later if we get to them. That's no big deal. We got to talking about that other. Hell, like we can go on about that forever. I enjoy it, though. So okay, I hope cool. you do. And uh, we'll be back Monday night at 10 o'clock. You got anything? I'm good, man. All right. Until then, y'all have a good one. Introducing my new $4.99 Spicy Chicken Strips Combo. 100% all-white meat strips with crunchy batter and the perfect kick of spice. The chicken is bigger, tastier, and only $4.99 with fries and a drink. Go get it. Plus tax. Limited time only. Price and participation varies. Three-piece combo with small drink and fries. Introducing my new $4.99 Spicy Chicken Strips Combo. 100% all-white meat strips with crunchy batter and the perfect kick of spice. The chicken is bigger, tastier, and only $4.99 with fries and a drink. Go get it. Plus tax. Limited time only. Price and participation varies. Three-piece combo with small drink and fries.